disclaimer. Everything that you're about to hear is mostly commentary from this one guy, Daniel, and sometimes some other people. He is not claiming to be an expert on anything. He most likely watched a one-hour YouTube video, read a book somewhere that he downloaded illegally, and then, you know, said, you know what, I like these ideas. I'm going to share with you what do you all think. This is not professional. I am not a professional. Any advice given here should be taken with a grain of salt in your rice and two cubes of sugar in your tea. But think about them, really. Think about them. Listen to them. You know, ruminate, balance on it, and let me know how it goes for you. Hello, everybody. Good morning, good evening, good night, good whatever time of the day you're listening to this and welcome to another episode of the blood times with daniel podcast it's been a hot minute i know i didn't release any episode last week which was supposed to be when this episode would drop but i was sick you know um i remember in the last episode i spoke about recovering well apparently recovery takes a while people unfortunately it does anyway i'm back i'm good i'm strong and about to get into another sweet episode in this episode, we are going to be talking about hair, specifically men's hair. But before I go on, if this is your first time on the podcast, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Volatile Times with Daniel podcast. It's a show where I, your host, Daniel Briggs, I decided to talk about basically any concepts or any topic he wants while putting on his own perspective, trying to be critical about it, but ultimately finding balance in thought about these things. So yeah. And with all the pleasantries out of the way, let us get into the episode, shall we? Okay, so uh, it's October and for most Nigerians, we remember one particular event that happened last year's October, you know, and it was an event of major proportions and, you know, it had so many elements to it, it had so many nuances um there were a lot of reasons why you know the SARS protests happened last year you know we majorly focused on the whole corruption part and stop killing our young men part you know but there were very there were there were a lot of aspects to it there were a lot of things that people were fighting for both on a macro scale a major scale and a minor scale you know so it's there is so much to unpack about the protest, so much um, discussions that we need to be having. And I am coming with one that seems to be a very, very micro issue. In fact, it doesn't even seem to be something that we recognize as an issue currently in our society. And that is how we see, perceive and treat men's hair. The level of, um, I don't know what word to use, value? I, I, don't, I don't know. Anyway, like I said, I'm talking about men's hair in this episode and I want to bring up an issue about men's hair. Now, I spent the past two to three weeks, you know, thinking about this particular thing and, you know, I even fear, I fear that I am exaggerating a non-issue or that I am simply just finding problems where they are known. Because I looked across the internet, you know, trying to find discussions about men's hair, particularly in the line of, you know, what I'm thinking, you know, like anything about men's hair in general. Most of what you find, the articles are how to make sure you don't lo- lose your hair as a guy. 
and the what causes hair loss you know and you barely see anything concerning the expression of men's hair you know the perception of men's hair or even perceived morality of men's hair there is numerous content about women's hair and i'm not saying that is a problem before somebody thinks i'm saying something is a problem which i am not i'm not saying that because we have so many things talking about women's hair you know like that is a problem we should be less focused on women's hair. you know no there are so many nuances there too you know so many racial religious and you know there's just a bunch of things basically just take it like that but on the other side i didn't find much concerning men's hair and that was i don't know i shouldn't have been surprised but i found this surprising you know and i reached out to a friend of mine uh, about two friends you know talked about the theories i have concerning men's hair especially our perception of it and our treatment of it raised some questions raised some issues and they were mostly like yeah yeah they've noticed this they've noticed that so which means there is a problem we have in our society when it comes to men's hair but we don't even know it's a problem and i don't want to be like i don't want to be saying that i'm the first person in the entirety of nigeria who has noticed this and is pointing it out but who knows maybe i am allow your boy to be proud okay i've rambled on about why, why this episode is let's talk about what it actually is right i have a couple of points here and everything and the title for this episode is mostly likely going to be murdered by a haircut because that's why i kept you know that's why i named this um theory of mine murdered by a haircut and i just want to talk about men's expressions through hair that's the first thing men's hair and expression of masculinity through hair now when you think of men's hair you don't think of what i just said you know like expression of masculinity right when you think of women's hair you know we there's a politics around it there is a sense of um liberation you know feminism around it but at the same time there's also a definition of femininity in how we see men's hair um how creative how caring how beautiful you know levels of different things right that we associate to women's hair but on the other side we don't really think of this thing when it comes to men and now there can be a bunch of reasons why you know physical appearances um the value we put on women's body versus the value we put on men's body you know etc 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 but it's still appalling that there isn't any form of discussion about this because i don't know about you but i look around nowadays on the internet and also in nigeria here even in my very very local town where you know it things are kind of half conservative you know mostly conservative let me just put it that way i still see a bunch of expression when it comes to men's hair there are so many haircuts there have been so many haircuts since i was in secondary school since i was in primary school there have been so many haircuts we saw these haircuts on rappers we saw these haircuts on our teachers you know etc etc there have been so many haircuts over time some have been lost to time and some have resurfaced as something like for instance you know the little high high up fade that you know guys have nowadays you know it came from so, a different haircut back in the day but now it's been repurposed basically what i'm saying is this when it comes to expression men aren't necessarily lacking in the hair department we have a bunch of hairstyles we have a bunch of hairdos we have a bunch of haircuts whatever name you want to give it globally globally not just in nigeria not just in africa globally like all over the world there's so much expression that we have in the modern day when it comes to men's hair but now i want to be specific in nigeria we also have that in nigeria you know the dreadlocks the 
uh, just a bunch of things. I remember a friend of mine, um, Douglas James Chu. You know, um, I think he's I am Jima on Instagram. You can check him out. Great bodybuilder, great model. His adverts are mad. But I remember when I met him in uni, uh, the haircut he had, I had never seen it on anybody before. I, I mean, I'm serious. I've never seen it on anybody before. It was kind of like one part was higher than the other and it sloped down. And there was, I don't know. I had never seen it before and I still don't know what name it is today. But it looked so amazing. And there was nothing feminine about it. There was nothing extra about it. It was simple. It was low. It was good. It was clean. But yet, it was so expressive at the same time. You understand? It gave his already handsome, devilishly handsome face. You know, much more handsomeness if that's if that exists, if that is possible. You know. And he wasn't the only one. There were so many other guys in school. So many varieties to the traditional low cut that we impose on men. You know, so much variety, so much variation. Even the afros, not everybody's afro was the same. You know, everybody is, some people had this 70s cut. And I was like, wow, oh my God, this is so much, you know, so much expression on men's head that I could not express because I have a very, very, uh, I have a head that does not allow for any other haircut except low cuts. Strictly low cut, you know, maybe I can add a fade to it, but strictly low cut. I've tried other things. I don't look good. I don't look good, <laughs> you know, and that's another thing to men's hair, you know, we We choose a variety of, we do our research sometimes when it comes to haircuts You think women you think you're the only one that you know spend time going on the internet or asking people What kind of hair do you should do what kind of haircuts, you know spending time spending an entire week to deliberate it? guys do that too although not to the same extent as women because most guys have a particular haircut that they already identify with and some men have a particular haircut or particular haircuts that they do at particular seasons right so, but most of the time there's a little bit of consistency and rigidity when it comes to men's hair and you know the haircuts the hairstyles that we put on our head basically and that right there we already see a non-simplicity to men's hair you know because men take their time to choose what kind of expression that they want to have of themselves through their hair we don't just go to the barber and then just be like bab our hair except if you are my dad and you are 50 bab our hair you know we don't do that we already have most of us already have a design that we want to put on our head you understand we have deliberated on it should i keep an afro how high of an afro should i have should i do low cut you understand how low should it go should i do a fade what type of fade or should i do galaxy you understand should i do galaxy i'm very sure those are very very old type of haircuts but i don't know the name of the new ones now but we take time to deliberate on these things which means it matters men's hair matter and that's the first part i wanted to start with men's hair matter we there's a way we talk about men's hair and the way we also see the expression that men get through their hair we see it in this way that it's unnecessary we see it in this way that you know it's unneeded or unimportant so we don't even really focus on it and because we don't focus on it we don't realize what kind of reactions we tend to have when we see some particular hair on people or what kind of stereotype we've attached to some particular type of hairstyles you understand because to me my hair is important i'm not just going to barb any kind of hair we change barbers men change barbers a lot why because if one barber fucks up he's ruining an expression that you want that you have 
carefully crafted you understand now obviously not every single guy is sitting down with a pen on paper and drafting um some kind of plan even women is not that the thinking is not that intricate but hey let me do the deep thinking for us right because we spend so many time deliberating on it there's a sense of importance to it there's a sense of necessity okay not necessity but importance nonetheless it's important to how we think of ourselves it's important to how we look and also in fact it's important to sometimes the jobs we'll get it's important to our perception of us in society it's important to how women will respond to us men's hair matters and i'm genuinely not going to be talking about beards in this episode maybe in another episode next year when i've thought a lot more about beards because i found an interesting article on beards i'll link it down below in the description it's very very interesting the morality the aesthetic morality of beards should men grow a beard or not like it's it was dope but again we're not talking about beards this episode i'm talking about men's hair on the head the haircuts so now if you've been following my line of thought you know you might have come to the same conclusion that i reached that men's hair is important because we value its contribution towards our self-expression if you followed me up to that place which i think you know if you think about it it, it, it should be very very obvious you understand you should realize it should be very very obvious when we want to dye our hair when men that have sense want to dye their hair you know we take time considering what color how will it fit with our fashion style how will it fit with our skin you know what does that color represent where do i want it how do i want it the shape and everything right there's a deliberation to it we deliberate almost as much as women do when it comes to what kind of hair we want to have on our head so which means to men it matters hair matters it might not matter as politically as women's hair as it's been made to be or even religious but it does matter so the next thing i want to ask is this why is it normal in our society in our modern culture to suppress men's expression through hair why now you might be thinking we don't suppress men's expression through hair i would beg to differ i was speaking to my friend um tobo you know my friend the copywriter I was speaking with him on this issue, you understand, like trying to raise some examples, trying to raise this. And I was just like, you know, putting all of this out there, laying them out on the table as I'm going to do for you guys. And just simply asking the question, why or have you noticed some of these things? And as a fellow man, you know, who is a very, very deep thinker also, you know, I've corrupted that boy with constantly thinking about things deeply that do not need to be thought about deeply. But anyway, he, you know, paused for a couple minutes and then he was like, yeah he has he's noticed it especially how we interpret our expression through hair with a man's character how we conflate it with the man's character so i'm moving on to my second point now which is the suppression of masculine expression through the policing of hair and i gave it sort of like a cute sub you know subheading you know subtitle you know i give it like you know tyranny of society using female wardens and i'm going to explore both parts yes because women you're about to chop some sob because you also have a big hand that you play in this and let me apologize now this episode by go long i know I, I know i said it was going to take a while before i did another long episode but hey it's october and i want to talk about some things that happened last october and 
I don't want to talk about things on this macro scale like that. So I picked this small thing and I hope that you're learning something so far or at least you're able to follow me. If you are enjoying the episode so far, please don't forget to like if it's possible on the platform that you're using. But most importantly, share with other people. Share this episode with other men. Let them listen and then let, let's see whether I have something because I was and I am afraid as I am recording this episode. I'm afraid that, you know, I'm just pulling strings out of thin air without substance you know that kind of thing but anyway moving on to the second point which is the oppression of no not oppression suppression of masculine expression through the policing of hair we do police men's hair in our society and i'm and i'm being specific now like i'm talking in nigerian context this might translate to some other parts of africa and maybe some other parts of the world if you are listening to this from beyond nigeria but i'm being specific in my analysis here i'm being specific in my case study is nigeria and most especially my interaction with mostly yoruba and Igbo people and the subgroups of the Igbo. please i know before somebody comes for me sorry you know how we group all of you together it's 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 problematic i know but sincerely i can't be mentioning i'm rambling I'm rambling anyway you know i'm being specific to nigeria and most especially my experiences with Igbo and yoruba people in general so we do police hair a lot we police men's hair a lot <laughs> a lot in fact the i'm very sure that most people who agree with this without any objection or barely any objection you agree if i say that low cut is the most decent hair that a man can have on their head you might maybe agree and then maybe a second later be like no 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 no, no when you think about it but instinctively most of us are going to be agreeing why because that is how we've been raised in society we've been raised with the perception of the stereotype that a man's hair is only decent when it is almost gone and that decency we also translate it to the character of the man himself we see somebody with a low haircut as hardworking, responsible dependable nice handsome you know and if your hair is just a little bit much more a little bit high you know we see you as an uncle you know we see you as somebody who maybe you're a scholar maybe like book a lot uh we still see you as responsible you know somebody friendly dependable but then let's say you have an afro on we see you as somebody who likes to party a lot we see you as somebody who might be a fuck boy then you know cut of the afro then you have this high rise right we start making more extreme judgments of what type of person that guy is then you see somebody with dreads and oh my god it's either the person is a fuckboy automatically part of the association of federal fuckboys or the person is a yahoo person or the person is you know a drug addict you know in some way we tend to characterize men not just about with how they dress which when it comes to dressing men's dressing is so policed that we don't have problems with men's dressing most of the time but that one aside we characterize these people based on our perception of what kind of hair they are putting on and this comes from a form of suppression because 
we have, like I said before, we have seen the traditional low haircut as the most decent thing a man can have on his head. And when you see somebody like that, the, that person is most likely kind of dependable and respectable and also clean. And I explained that down the road, what I mean by clean. But yes, and we even see this more so when it's done to young boys or you will notice this being done more to young men, young boys, you know, people in their teens, you understand? We see this done to them more than you see it done to grown men because, you know, we are kind of, we are much more subtle in our suppression of masculinity when it comes to grown men, you know, because there's also that fear of somebody punching back. When it comes to young boys, we tend to bastardize them when it comes to what kind of hair they want to have. I'm a school teacher. I'm a secondary school teacher. I don't know why I say school teacher. I don't know which one is correct, but I'm a teacher nonetheless. I teach in secondary school and I teach all classes in the secondary school from GS1 to SS3. And one of the things that prompted, you know, my thoughts on this, you know, or reinvigorating my thoughts on this was an incident that happened with a teacher and it was a female teacher. And she was like, you know, who cut their hair, the principal said so. Hey, the principal did not say so, at least without any evidence that I could find. She was like, you know, the hair is too much, the hair is rugged, these were hairs that were brushed well groomed. She said the hairs were rugged, it makes them look rugged, that these are not good boys, we are giving them too much confidence, we are giving them too much liver. I don't know if she used the word liver, but she used something synonymous to what we think liver, you know, gives people. You know, she basically was like, you know, hair should not be like this. Hair should be very, very low. You understand? Like very, very low that you can basically see the person's scalp. Um, when I was in school, and then she turned it on me like, when I was in school, did I see anybody without a really, really low cut? And I was like, yes. I saw a lot of boys without low cut. And it wasn't that big of a deal. And she was like, no, you're lying. And I was like... You yourself, you went to school. You can't tell me that all the boys in your school had low cuts. Most of them didn't. And she's like someone around my age. So which means, you know, um, secondary school for her was most likely within that 2006-2012 timeline of, you know. Back then, we were beaten. And okay, this is in a school context. And I, and I hold the position that yes, girls, boys, nobody should have anything too flamboyant in expression. You understand? Like too colorful. Uh, hair or something like that you know there should be uniformity right but then when it comes to hair it's a little bit different because with females you can just create a roster a timetable and you know they have different different hairstyles that they pack they do and even those hairstyles themselves have variations you understand so there is a lot of expression allowed when it comes to the female student's hair but then when it comes to the hair of the male students there's this clamp down you understand like this i don't know how to call it except tyrannical um limitation or tyrannical suppression when it comes to expression on the on the boy side you know it's like all the boys must look the same all the boys must have the same hair which on the girl side we allow some variety but it's like on the male side there's let's suppress expression of individuality amongst them or in them you understand and then have them uniform and usually when you read people of an expression of individuality when you read them of the opportunity for that it tends to become easier to control people because then you all have them the same, you all treat them the same. I don't want to go into that part of the theory. 
let's move on. The male students in her eyes were ruffians, were unruly. One of the reasons because we allowed for them to have the common haircuts that most guys have nowadays, which is, you know, the kind of low cut with fade or, you know, a little bit high rise with fade, right? And this is a hair that these boys have been having for over a year. Nobody in the school has complained. The owner of the school has not complained. The school administration, management principal, nobody has complained. But apparently, to this female teacher, and I heard like one or two others, in fact, to most of the female teachers, it was a problem. And I was like, what the hell is this? What is going on? And I spoke to another male teacher that is here because I think we are like four or five male teachers here among all these women. And maybe three of them are like really, really old. So there's only one, another one that is my age, you understand, that sees things from my perspective mostly. So I went to go meet him and I was like, yo, okay, this happened, this happened, this happened. Do you think that the hair on this boy's head, like it's too much, like it's too high? Now, here's the thing. Both of us male teachers have low cuts. So we don't have this high, this, you know, higher, high rise back fade, something that, you know, this boy had. And he said, no, that it's quite all right, that they look good on it, it makes them look good. It's not flamboyant. It is not too much. It is kind of still uniform in a way, but at the same time, you know, it kind of like gives a different expression to all their faces and everything. And just, you know, overall makes them handsome. And I was like, wow, yeah. I was like, eh, hey. like, why is this a problem? And I recounted you and it was like, ah, what's going on here? And even the principal that this teacher was using as the justification for this you know act has this hair on his head so technically he would be a hypocrite if he was like this is not appropriate for you know um institutions and everything He's like no they went bushy hair whenever any one of them has a bushy hair we always tell him i always tell him go and get your hair cut when he has you know a lot of hair a little bit i'm like brush your hair constantly comb your hair constantly we teach these boys how to groom themselves and not just be unkept right but at the same time, I don't do it in a way that suppresses their individuality and their expectation. Because in doing that, and maybe because I'm looking at this from a um, my own experience kind of thing, most of the time, the people who do these things, I mean, I've heard men also say it mostly is usually old men they don't in this in this one they say you can't teach old dogs new tricks okay so that's fine but most of the time i've noticed it's women both young and old who constantly hold this ideology and they are the ones who are most effective in enforcing it because boys look up to their mothers boys look up to their sisters and boys admire their teachers you understand women and then they hope to you know become older to be able to date somebody like her you know something something like that and also even young girls so our judgment of our outward appearance our physical appearance we mostly get it from the female side so obviously if the entire female side or the female side that i've encountered so far constantly are the ones who are enforcing this very stereotypical and quite dangerous ideology concerning men's hair that you know um any expression of it is deviancy is you know a, the road to being a wayward person a bad man a bad boy understand if they are the ones obviously it's going to be quite effective because we look to these people to judge us and tell us of our appearance and evaluate us when it comes to our physical appearance so it kind of makes sense that you know for a long time now low cut has been the staple haircut the haircut of a man with a future the haircut of a man 
who is um, respectable. And I'm not saying that women are at fault at this. I mean, as a guy, I used to have these thoughts a lot. You know, most guys have these thoughts. We secretly do. You understand? Those with high rise, um, you know, fade, will look down on people that have dreads and be like, you know, mm, suspect, even though it isn't so. I mean, I remember, was it two years ago? I think it was about two years ago or three years ago. I went for a minister's conference held by Pastor um, Ogesi Ogui of Circle Church. And, you know, I saw this one guy who had like this, you know, dread cocoa hair. You know, I don't know these hairstyles. I'm very, very sorry if I'm butchering their descriptions. But we had this, you know, kind of like dread-like hair. And, you know, I was surprised to find somebody like that in a conference for ministers and upcoming pastors or already young pastors you understand that kind of thing and i was like okay maybe he's just like me who likes attending this kind of um events even though he's not an actual pastor or minister or anything i just like attending those kind of events sometimes and i was like okay maybe he's like me along the line i got to find out that oh he's actually a pastor and he's actually quite popular on twitter too um i can't remember the name but he does all this loamy word loamy saw something i think he's cut his hair now I'm not sure, but back then, you know, he was a pastor, a young pastor, a young uh, minister, and I was so surprised. I was shocked even, and I remember the thought passing through my mind that, so somebody like this too is, you know, can be a minister. And I caught myself thinking, why can't they? What is it about how they are dressed? And I had no problem with how he was dressed. You know, he had a big gun. Uh, he had on a big shirt, you know, I think it was white shirt at the time, like a big shirt. And then he had like this um, fitting trouser. I don't remember if it was a jeans. And he had like, you know, um, canvas on. He looked really good. But then I realized I had a problem with the hair. And the reason why I had a problem with the hair was because I didn't think this was the hair that somebody who represented Christ, a good person, a person that Christ died for, a child of God. I didn't think that this was the kind of hairstyle somebody like that should have. Or if you're even going to have it, not somebody who is like a pastor, who is preaching the word of God. Like, you know, I saw it as immoral. I saw it as deviancy. And I was, I was like, ooh, bro, no, calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down. There is nothing wrong with this. Don't make this an issue that it is not. You understand? And that leads me to... The next thing that I want to talk about, the enslaving of men through decriminalization of men's hair. I don't know why I made that sound. Uh, Okay, I thought I was going to be in a way, you know, like high energy, high energy, angry, angry when I was giving out this theory because I am hungry one and this is an issue that actually sparked a little bit of anger in me when i thought about it deeply and i was having conversation with my friend on it and you know i'm giving out this theory kind of like this chill 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 way because i want you guys to understand it this is like foundation to this theory this like you know uh how should i put it this is like intro to daniel's theory of the suppression of men's hair both political cultural and religious sound like thesis i'm not a socialist don't don't come don't come for me but sound like a thesis no i'm not a social behaviorist not a socialist those are two different things i'm not a social behaviorist don't come for me but that sounds like a good thesis paper on human society in africa and the suppression oh 
<laughs> Jesus. Okay, stop. Anyway, let's go on. So the enslaving of men through decriminalization of their hair, or in a much more longer format, through criminalizing the expression of masculinity through men's hair or in men's hair, you understand? Uh, what do I mean by criminalization? Let's look at NSARS. And NSARS is the thing that sparked you know this um, conversation or um, line of thought in my head. One of the elements of NSARS was stop killing our young men. Right? How were they killing this young man? What were the justifications? What were the um let's take answers answers they were basically serial killers right? those guys in answers that were killing people before we start going not all answers people shut up that's not the important thing right now the answers people at least those that were killing people up and down were kind of like serial killers and one of the things from all the fbi shows i've watched like hannibal um, mind hunters god ah oh, i want a mind hunter season three and netflix is not giving me a mind hunter season three that series is dumb as hell it's been such a long time okay anyway anything i've learned from all these fbi shows is find a pattern right what do all these men have in common and one of the things that was common was hair and I'm not just talking about things I read on the internet. I'm talking about people that were close to me, people that were around me, the stories that they were telling me, and even at some point, some of my own students. One of the deciding factor in the harassment that these young men suffered at the hands of police and people alike was because of her. And that was crazy. I have a friend you know there are other things you know attached to it you know things like clothing uh maybe you're carrying a laptop bag if you're carrying a laptop bag hmm, you're a target for these people you know let's say maybe you're dressed like um how most young men like to dress nowadays to show that they are hip they are cool they are fly you know you have the shorts you have the baggy shirts and then you have the you know like the um the hair you know like basically just you know a cool looking haircut you are a target and god will help you now have that small bag that they drip around the across the shoulder you have it on your target but the hair was something for me because a lot of times the guys with dreads were automatic criminals the guys with um locks were automatic criminals the guys with afros you understand were automatic criminals it, it it was jarring for me because on the flamboyant side of masculine expression in haircuts they were arrested and some of the justification was, you know, they had this type of hair, you understand? And when people would comment on the fact that these guys were arrested for no justifiable reason, except for being on the road or just existing, you know, one of the questions people would ask or, you know, some of the things people would keep talking about on and on and on was the hairstyles these men had, you know. They had dreads. She, good boys used to have dreads. Responsible guy. What kind of responsible man will have dreads? She, if he's looking for work now, who will hire him with the kind of hair he has on? Like as if the hair should matter to the requirements for the job, but apparently it does. You know, who, 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 which father will want to marry off his daughter to a kind of man that be that kind of hair? 
all these kind of comments and these are things i've also heard from my father these are things i've also heard from family members these are things i've heard from people in my community around me in church and i'm going to get to church in church you know in society even on the internet and that's jarring because there is a malignment there is a criminalization of these young men there is a bastardization of their character simply because we don't approve of their haircuts and if you don't think that's serious people died simply because of such a petty reason think about that so many people hold this ideology and even some young people hold this ideology especially women that have seen so far the extreme end of this ideology about men's hair and the only thing that should be associated as proper the extreme end was answers using that re- that as a reason to kill young men if you don't get how serious that is uh, apparently i'm fading to point out paint how serious that is because it is serious it is a lot it's a lot to process it's a lot to think about hair was used as a justification to kill people we talk about racism but you know race is kind of like a big thing race is kind of like a big thing we talk about you know um rape and how you know what she wears shouldn't matter even though there's a double edge to that kind of discussion but on the micro scale this is normal and usually, you know, kind of like a cultural and societal suppression of men, especially when it comes to expressions of masculinity, has kind of been normalized nowadays. Disagree with me on that all you want, it's true. At least I think it's true. And a couple of men, a bunch of men, a lot of men think it's true. But this is just a micro this is just on a micro scale, but I think it has a macro effect, a large macro effect, because I think hair is one of the first places you learn to express identity, right? So it's kind of like in the army, they tend to get rid of identity because they want a unit, they want robots, they want people who are not going to be like, I feel like they want people who are going to hear, go and just go. So everybody has the same haircut, everybody dresses the exact same way, everybody eats the same food, everybody goes to the same place, everybody does the exact same type of exercise, everybody does everything at the same time. You know kind of create that informality for control and on a micro scale we treat men like that in society denying them that expression which delays um discovery of self-identity or even should i say in some form of a traumatic sense limit the expression of masculinity that men have and then we subject that expression to only things like sex what kind of job you are doing how old you are and how many day girls you are dating you know we subject all of masculine expression to those things we talk about real men we talk about a good man but we don't ever go beyond what job does he have you know what skill are you learning as a child um how much do you have that you can spend on me those kind of things we have this grip on keeping the traditional man even though we don't want to keep tradi- women in that tradition of before and i agree we shouldn't keep women there but at the same time allow for expression of men because i don't know it's women that have been clamoring up and down that you know men should express themselves more one of the ways that will come about is hair but then now you don't like it or you or instead of welcoming you know this kind of sense of expression our society or our culture has ingrained within us to rather suppress it 
even as men, you know, we get some of us. It took time to become comfortable having the kind of haircuts we have now. If you're a guy listening to this and you have a haircut that is not low cut, I'm very sure it took time. Except if your family, your dad, maybe your mom raised you with a different standard when it comes to men's hair. They allowed some form of expression, even though it was controlled, which I am all for. I don't think, you know, we should just have so many um, flamboyancy that, you know, it denies or it um, maligns the expression of masculinity that we want to establish in our self-identity. But again, that's even very, very objective, how you express masculinity. But anyway, the suppression, you know, is like, if you have this type of hair, you are not a good person. I remember as a kid, I was in primary two. And yes, this happened. I remember a lot about my childhood. I remember some particular discussions, even though I don't think most people are supposed to remember that far. But anyway, I remember I wanted to get a haircut. And I asked my dad. And you know, it was just low cut with this parting, you understand? Just small parting. Hey. And I asked my dad, you know, that does he think that kind of haircut is good? And you know what Baba told me? He said, only devil's child has that kind of haircut. <laughs> Jesus. He said, you know, good boys, you know, get it uh, low cut. They don't do all those things, you understand? Um, if you do all those things, like people think you're a bad person, people think you're a bad child, you're disobedient, you know. And I was just like, it's just a pattern. And although my dad didn't live with us, um, for majority of my growing up, uh, so most of the those times that he wasn't around, sometimes I would do, you know, the low cuts with that party. You understand? And I'll go to school, and nobody will complain. Absolutely nobody will complain until that one female teacher that wants to have an issue with all male students, and then will pick on you, and then notice it, and then start picking on you like. What is this? Which road to Kinikwa is this? Something, 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 something. And then there's a like five minutes, ten minutes insult session about the fact that you have a line in your hair. <sighs> that was too much for one breath. Anyway, back to my father. I can't believe he told to. Okay, I don't know how old I was then. I'm not willing to calculate. But I can't believe he told primary two year old me that I would be a devil child simply for having a low cut and then a pattern. What kind of nonsense? <laughs> okay. But that's serious. And many kids grow up with this thing. We grow up with this, you know, teaching, we grow up with this ideology. And we don't know, we don't see how it has been ingrained in society as normal, even though it isn't. And then whenever you have somebody who wants to break free from that norm, like even today, if you see a guy who has beards, but he doesn't, his beards aren't really clean shaved, he has an afro, you know, some uh, sparking up, but it doesn't necessarily look dirty and everything, you know, it's kind of like brushed. Or we even see somebody with kind of like a Jamaican long dread braid, you know, kind of thing. We look at these guys somehow. In fact, for many people, they aren't your first choice in attraction or they might be but then when you see them on see those same type of haircuts not the beard without cleaning up you know boys will go to school schools can't have you being too flamboyant they just can't but mm, back to what i was talking about when you see them on young men it's kind of like hey what kind of nonsense i mean you see them on older guys you, you know 
and you're like eh, it's old enough you know we can't be telling you what to wear what kind of hair to have even though your mom will constantly tell you that your hair is full all your friends will tell you that your hair is full your co-worker will tell you that your hair is full you should go and cut it it doesn't look good it doesn't fit you you know you shouldn't be having hair like that it's not what men like you are supposed to have even though it's none of their business but it's on top of your, of your head it is your hair do your hair cut i am getting pissed off talking about this <laughs> Oh god, I am wasting too much time on one point because I notice I am getting pissed off and I'm getting very much more energetic about this. But we enslaved men, we enslaved the expression of their identity, in other words, also explaining where they can now express themselves. Because I remember um, one pastor that I don't know his name, but I remember him saying something men grow up according to or in reaction to the pressure around them. You know, so when you add this to the pressure, obviously men are going to grow up, you know, thinking that haircut is the only thing. And, I, and I'm saying this thing, you know, even from personal experience, it took me a while to be okay with guys that had full hair. That guys that went having low cut all the time. It took me a while because I grew up thinking having hair like that was not proper. It wasn't right. That it wasn't even morally righteous. Which brings me to the part that I want to talk about tradition, religion, and a doctrine of false modesty that we have in our society today when it comes to men's hair or how it affects men's hair. I know somebody's saying, why don't you just make this Patona too? I don't want to make this Patona too. I don't want to talk about this again, like a lot, because I know I can make three episodes on this thing. I mean, who knows? I'll make one more episode, but I think that I want to wait until next year. So I just want to pump out everything now because I'm so excited about this and I have a different thing for next week. I'm like a child. Ah, oh, maybe it's because I haven't been in front of the microphone for a while so i'm getting really excited which by the way if you are still here which thank you for still being here because this is long but if you are still here you're enjoying this um this is informative for you please again do not forget to share this episode with people do not forget to recommend the podcast do not forget to subscribe and if possible on the platform like or leave a comment you understand follow on instagram instagram is at volatile with daniel podcast no sorry at volatile with daniel simply just at volatile with daniel link to all these things is in the description or the show notes of this podcast below but moving on tradition when it comes to men's hair and tradition especially talking mostly from a yoruba man's concept in nigeria uh why did i use the word concept anyway moving on the tradition is mixed it's confusing in a way because we had in our cultures we had men who braided their hair we had men who plaited their hair maybe that's the more correct and plaited their hair we had much more expression of uh, masculine individuality in hair you know the curries in hair the different hairstyles the different adornments that men will have in hair the different kind of cornrows and different other kind of things you understand and even the bushy afro the ifas um the ifa initiates or something that will always shape their head you know different thing we had expression when it came to hair with men but then over time this kind of changed and i think it changed a lot following colonialism and then the invasion of um this false doctrine of modesty that comes along with western ideologies in most western societies we have 
or a definition of modesty we have a physical representation of modesty what kind of dress you should wear what kind of hair you should have what kind of shoe you should wear what kind of words you should say we have this false doctrine of modesty which is mostly just built on physical appearance it's not really built on character it's mostly built on physical appearance now the standard for that has changed over time you know now some things that went decent before are now decent you understand but there is still you know a lot of limits especially on the men's side also on the women's side i don't want to negate that also on the women's side but also on the men's side there is and on the men's side it's not really acknowledged on the men's side is seen as this is the natural and only way you should be on the women's side is we recognize it that sometimes these are just unnecessary restrictions right and sometimes these are restrictions but it's to the benefit of the women you know or something or these are restrictions based on how something 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 but on the men's side there is no variety in thought or nuance in thought to it we just believe this is how men should be she can then leave it like that you know you listening to this you most likely have your stereotype of what you think men should look like and even though you have co-workers and maybe some friends who defy that standard or that outlook of how you think men should look like you still hold that stereotype and you still judge them silently because they don't adhere to that standard that you think men should um, adhere to you know the standard of physical appearance this false doctrine of modesty or this doctrine of false modesty is not built on anything of character it's simply built on physical appearance and because um you know the british the english people they had this phase where a good man's hair should be cut should be low and that is what was seen as supreme and proper you understand so it's kind of infiltrated into us and we've also grown up with a lot of western ideology you know that have overrode some of our own ideologies you know from a cultural and traditional perspective which isn't really a bad thing but because that that you know infusion of the doctrine of false modesty that's only built on physical appearance but not even on character itself we have justified some um should I say harsh actions towards men and towards masculinity in general? Because, you know, modesty, right? If you want to be a modest person, you want to be seen as responsible, you want to be seen as dependable, you want to be seen as husband material, you want to have a low haircut. You want to have a clean haircut, look clean. Like I say, I can have a low haircut and not look dirty if I don't dress madly. But you know, it's like the hair will make you look clean, it will make you look approachable, make you look nice. And then this boils into religion also because now people justify this line of thought with religion. I remember a certain time I was with um I was in church, my parents' church, and I remember coming outside from the teenage section and a friend of mine who we also grew up in the same church together, but we don't really attend that church anymore. You know, he was outside getting grilled and harassed by the pastor's wife. And, you know, I was, in a way, I'm fairly known in the church. And so she called me over and then I looked at him, talked to bottom. He was dressed cleanly, he was dressed nicely. He had this kind of like cocoa dreads, you know, something on his hair. And it looked good. It fit him. I'm usually the type of person that I don't really like dreads. I, you know, I think most people that do it, do it because they like Zlatan and they like, you know, um, what's the name of the other guy? I don't know. I can't remember. They like, you know, all these guys and they want to be like them. You know, and they want to look like them. But it doesn't really fit them per se. But, you know, it looks good on him. And 
I was wondering what was the problem. Maybe she was like, you came late to church or something. You understand? I'll, I'll understand that because, you know, there's kind of like this weird relationship we had with the workforce in that church. So, but then she asked me a question that shook me early in the morning. The Holy Spirit inside me was rattled. The question was, is this the kind of hair that a child of God should have? And I was like, hey, where? We went teenagers. We are in our 20s. He's probably like maybe a year older than I am or probably around the same age. I'm 24. This happened probably when I was 23 or something along those lines. For you to get a little bit of context. We were in our 20s. Not teenagers. Graduated from school. Working. We are in the workforce. Any of our own salary as little as it is. And the next question is, we are, and the next thing is we are being questioned on our haircut. Like I said, we are children. What? And even the fact that she was even trying to now ask that question, is this the kind of... This wasn't a bad haircut. There was nothing problematic about this haircut. And I'm serious. I'm not being... I'm not trying to be very, very liberal. Uh, some of you will know I'm actually quite conservative in how I speak and in a couple of things, a couple of thoughts that I have, right? I'm not being very liberal about this. I mean, there was no problem with this haircut, with this hairstyle. And she was asking, in fact, questioning the validity of his faith, of his belief in Christ, which is not a physical thing. It's not something that can be judged by physical appearance. It's not something that can be judged by that can be judged mainly by outward behavior. This is an internal thing. This is faith matters, right? And she was asking that question, like I say, his hair was an interpretation of his faith, and I was baffled. And the question I asked her was, why does his hair matter to whether he believes in the gospel or not? And she was like, you know, as a child of God, you should be modest, you should look decent, you should look respectable. And I was like, ma, look at him from top to bottom. What about him is indecent? What about him is not respectable? What about him gives God a bad name? You know and she was surprised that i wasn't on her side and here's the thing she wasn't alone there were like other workers there who were women and i know also there's this you know thing like power dynamics where you know workers want to be like kiss up to their boss so maybe they were agreeing with her you know so that they won't enter while or something like that but still all the workers and these people were like of significant age maybe like in their late 30s or early 40s so i won't even say they are that old she was shocked that i wasn't on her side about to berate my friend for a for something that was on his head that was his own choice that was not bad that was clean that was not immoral that was not immodest if that's the word she was shocked and then she was like, is this, would Jesus approve of this? I was like, ma'am, Jesus probably had long hair. Long, wavy hair. Hair that he can flick up and down. He can do a Willow Smith and go, I flick my hair back and forth. Jesus probably had luscious, glorious hair that shined in the sun. And he was probably, you know, maybe shoulder length or be above, you know, beyond shoulder length. So, I don't think Jesus will have a problem with this. And she was surprised that I gave that answer because I was descriptive about that shit. I was descriptive about it, sincerely. She was surprised I gave that answer. And then she started to see that, oh, maybe I called the wrong person. 
and all through this it wasn't like i was saying my friend was like hey get it get them get them get out daniel he was uncomfortable and f- frankly i'll say he was down because of the comments she was making about his hair now he got over it because that's what we do we don't take all these old people seriously like that but you know it was still something um should i say demeaning emasculating to be subjected to that kind of um interrogation to be subjected to that kind of um rhetoric because you don't think of yourself as criminal you don't think of yourself as immoral because of your hair you know you made a haircut something that would lend to your own physical appearance and your own physical expression which is also an expression of identity you don't think somebody would just come and be like you know something so trivial that is not an issue not think somebody would come and declare that to be malign to be insidious and then use that to also you know um criminalize your character you don't think anybody's ever going to do that because this is hair we're talking about this is this is not a problem and the person will use your faith in god as a justification for that even though the religious text the bible does not support this kind of ideology the bible does not say every man in all nations should only have this type of hair when it comes to hair and the bible eh? The Bible does have things to say about hair, but they are not also important. In fact, most of them were kind of like specific for some particular type of instances or some particular type of people, like maybe prophets, for instance, you know, some particular sects of Israelites. But it wasn't a everybody thing. Do you understand? So, and most of the time, even whenever the Bible talks about hair and the people that were talking about hair, it was mostly from a thing of preference. Mostly a theme of preference, like Samuel saying he was going to cut his hair. Was it Samuel or Saul? I can't remember. Saying he was going to cut his hair. He didn't say all men had to cut his hair. And there's no place in the Bible where um, all cultures had this thing about, you know, all men. Or like, there's this moral obligation for men to cut their hair. There is not. At least not that I found. If you can find it in the Bible, let me know. I will check it out and see whether it is correctly being interpreted or whether it is not but basically what i'm trying to say is there is this false there's this doctrine of false modesty and i call it false modesty because it's only based off of physical appearance so in other words if i find somebody who has a good haircut or a haircut that i have preference to and also the person is now you know maybe well dressed i'll think of this person this person is having a great life this person is a beautiful person this person is somebody that I should admire, but then when I see somebody who has an afro, maybe he hasn't cut his hair in a month, it's combed, it's brushed. Even if it's not combed and brushed, it's his choice. But I see that kind of person, the person is wearing a polo, the person is wearing a normal trouser, you understand? The person is wearing a sandal. I look at this person as, eh, this person is common. This person is beneath me. And I start from the hair. The first thing I will look at is the hair. Then I look at the clothing and then I say, come back to the hair. And I shake my head. Our perception of hair is a lot. We, we place a lot of value, or should I say, we place a lot of um, importance on how hair represents a person. And it's, and it's the same both on the women's side and on men's side. But the thing is, on the female side, there's sort, sort of, um, should I say, appraisal. Um, it took a while. It, it wasn't always like this, yes. 
But nowadays, there is this sort of approval of the diversity in women's hair, especially in black women's hair, even in white women's hair. And I don't know why people are fighting up and down if Adele is wearing a Jamaican hair. It, it shouldn't be racialized. It's not, you know, but anyway, moving on. Because of this um, dedication to the false, to the doctrine of false modesty, we end up, you know, with the enslavement, the exploitation, the suppression of masculine expression by men through their hair. We deny men the fulfillment of their aesthetic um, obligations. And when I say aesthetic, um, the word aesthetic is defined as you know, concerned with beauty, artistic impact, you know, with appearance, with um, what we think is beautiful, is the study of art, you understand, what appeals beautifully to the sense. Basically, aesthetic is how we see things in terms of beauty, you understand, and we all have our own personal um, interpretation of what is aesthetically pleasing, in other words, what is beautiful to the eye, right? We all have that. We all have our interpretations of it. It's numerous, blah, blah, blah. But then because of this suppression of expression of masculinity that men are supposed to have through their hair, because we suppress this, we criminalize it. We also deny men the ability to fulfill the aesthetic obligation that they have when it comes to hair. We deny them that obligation because they, no man wants to come out and be seen as somebody that can be trustworthy men rely on responsibility too much and the perception of how responsible they are grown men that is you know we rely on that perception a lot and we are very afraid of anything that would damage it so we would rather adhere to the culture we would rather adhere and subject to um the suppression and tyranny imposed on us when it comes to our hair rather than fight against the um rather than fight against the system let me put it that way rather than fight against the system so men cannot give you beautiful and artful hairs because they are not allowed to because they are criminalized for it because they are seen as deviant they are seen as wayward they are seen as being on the path to you know um some sort of moral corruption or masculine corruption or whatever you know yeah, very soon they'll become problematic they'll be doing drugs they'll be following the wrong crowd you understand that kind of thing i'm very sure that i'm very sure that my pastor <laughs> pastor emmanuel Aaron, had a couple of issues regarding his hair or not him he <laughs> pastor Aaron is a chill guy people i'm very sure there were people who had issues with his hair you know if you want to see what his hair looks like just google pastor emmanuel Aaron. Or just go to Instagram, you know, search for Iren Emmanuel. You'll find him. His hair is beautiful. He's a beautiful, handsome man. God's grace is shining upon that man greatly, sincerely. I want to be like him. I want to have his hair. I want to, I want to be able to have that much hair and, you know, still be seen as somebody and have confidence in myself, you know. And also, even nowadays, we have men, you know, doing the man bun thing. We have men, you know, growing out their hair. But if we do, if you have that in Nigeria, we automatically see that as criminal. Even some people label them as gay. Oh my God. You know, like I say, only gay men like to be expressive. Ugh. Anyway, I think I have drawn this on for too long. 
So in conclusion, this was supposed to be about answers, but then it developed into a theory of a conspiracy theory about men's hair in our society. And I do think I am correct in my assumptions, although I'm willing to have more discussions with people over different forms of medium. It doesn't have to be a podcast, it can also be clubhouse, you know, it can also be private chat, it can be through email with you know both men mostly men on this issue and women the reason why i say mostly men on this issue is because this is a male problem this is not a female problem your opinion is important but also do know that this is about the masculine expression this is about the masculine experience right this is the male narrative so be humble to not maybe make do this female thing when it comes to men and you know expression and our emotions and make it about you this is about men. That is why I prioritize communication with guys on this issue more than I prioritize communication with women. Doesn't mean the input of women does not matter to this, but just know there is a level of preference, there's a level of priority when com- for me when it comes to this issue. But in conclusion, I do think that we suppress masculine expression through hair. We, especially in Nigeria and maybe some other African countries, we it's a cultural thing. Hair is a problem. It's a cultural thing. Hair is a problem. And I would like for hair to not be a problem. I'm not saying, oh, I want schoolboys to have, you know, like hairs that just defy gravity. Hairs that, you know, like just have any type of haircut, just put anything on their head. I don't want, I'm not saying I don't want men to be not groomed or, you know, to be this ruggedy looking people, but. At the same time, I am saying there is a place for expression. There is a place for variety, you know, creative imaginations when it comes to men's hair. And maybe it's about time we cash in on the promise that our society is trying to give men nowadays that, you know, we are opening up space for men to express more of themselves rather than be caged up and stoic about their self-identity and its expression maybe we should allow men be more like men right by saying okay we are creating that space for you to be vulnerable because it's a vulnerable thing in our society to have a haircut or to even change the regular type of haircut that you have right it's important and maybe this isn't a discussion we need to be having in our society you know i'm not going to be one of those people that you know i point out a problem and then i'll be like this is a discussion we should be having in our society even I myself saying this, there's a part of me that is still going, this is not an issue, this is not serious. And maybe that should be a sign that maybe it's as serious as, I'm, as I want to take it or as I'm thinking it is. Or maybe that's a sign that it's not as serious and I'm just, you know, picking issues out of thin air, you understand? So I will end it on that note. Uh, I hope this episode was enjoyable for you. It's the longest episode so far and I am so, so afraid that this episode will not do well. But hey, fingers crossed, I am. I will be confident about this episode. I will put it out. I will market it as lazily as I can. I will tell people about this episode. I will recommend this episode to people. And I hope that you join me in doing the same. Share the podcast. Share this particular episode with people. If you listened up to the end, that is, if you are here and you're listening to me say this, which I am grateful for you listening up to this point. I'm grateful for you hearing me ramble on about men's hair and something that you most likely will barely find any article on or even any YouTube video. I'm trying to be a social behaviorist here and I'm maybe feeling hard but i do think this is something that deserves attention 
and somebody needs to attend to it it should be attended to by somebody and i'm being that somebody right now so thank you so very much for coming with me on this journey thank you so very much for listening i love you guys don't forget to share don't forget to recommend and also if you feel strongly about this issue or this issue sparks some sort of curiosity reach out to me my email is always available all to at gmail.com it's in the description below or reach out to me on instagram dm now i don't respond instagram dms immediately sometimes i wait a day or two before i respond them to them because that's that's because actually i'm not that much on social media i'm still deliberating whether i should put out my whatsapp number but I'm somebody who is very, very, who is very, very closed up about his privacy and private communi- communications, you know, that people are able to have with me. So I'm still deliberating it. But hey, there's also something called a feedback form. It's in the Google form below. Use it. And I've rambled on enough. Thank you. Bye bye.